The most brutal enemy that you need to overcome is yourself. Your failures and your victories are both dependent on you. Obviously, with the exception of things that are literally outside of your control. But self-doubt holds you back from pursuing your passions and chasing your dreams. And that's why it's so, so important for you to learn how to overcome self-doubt in your life. So that's exactly what we're going to do in this episode. I'm going to uncover what self-doubt is, different ways that it can show up in your life. And then we're going to go over nine big ways that you can use to help you overcome self-doubt in your life. All right, let's dive in. Listening to the Daily Climb podcast, where we explore personal growth, mindset, and productivity strategies to help you pursue your passions. My name is Ariel, and I'm so passionate about helping young adults actually feel excited to wake up in the morning and to create the life of their dreams. So I want you to make sure that you tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for tips and inspiration so that you can climb. I can't wait to see how you grow. Alright, so what is self-doubt? Self-doubt is when you are basically uncertain about your own abilities, whether it's due to past experiences or maybe even past failures. And when you struggle with self-doubt, you hold yourself back from unleashing your full potential. And there's this quote that I really, really like from, um, her name is Susie Kasim, I think is how you pronounce it. And she says, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And I absolutely love that quote because it shows the importance of, um, you know, your mindset and the things that you believe about yourself, because it's so, so true that, you know, your beliefs will help, um, you know, make or break the different actions you take and different things like that. Because if you don't believe that you can do something, then, you know, chances are you're right, right? (laughs) All right. So there's three types of self-doubt. Well, not necessarily types of self-doubt, but more so three different ways that um, examples of ways that self-doubt can show up in your life. And so I quickly just want to touch on those before I go into some common causes and then we'll touch on those tips. So the first way that self-doubt typically comes up in is imposter syndrome. Now, self-doubt and imposter syndrome comes hand in hand because like I mentioned, self-doubt is when you're uncertain about your own abilities um, due to whatever. And then imposter syndrome, we just had an episode on this, but this is when you feel like a fake person or like a fraud for doing something. And I've seen this come up a lot with like other business owners um, that like I'm friends with and different things like that, just feeling like an imposter for what you want to bring into the world. So for example, people who want to start like a group program or launch a product or a digital course or something like that, feeling like an imposter for bringing it, like who am I to be teaching this to people? Um, That's kind of an example of that. The second way that self-doubt typically comes up is self-sabotage. Now, this is when you stop yourself from like achieving something or like reaching your own goals, whether this is intentional or not. Um, so for instance, an example of self-sabotage would be like you are, I don't know, uh, let's say for two months you were eating like, um, like what is it, the 70-30 diet or 80-20 diet, whatever, um, you know, 80% clean, 20% with like, you know, the little splurges and junk food, whatever it is that you want. And then let's say that you just go all out and binge for like a good week or something like that. I guess that would be an example of self-sabotage. And um, 
you know, kind of like derailing your progress or um, something along those lines. And then the third uh, form of self of self um, doubt that I see come up is indecisiveness. Now, this is something that I have <laughs> struggled with so much in my life, even now. Like, I, it takes me forever to to make a decision on some things. Um, but indecisiveness is basically, you know, when you struggle to make decisions for yourself, whether it's because of a fear of not making the right decision or the fear of what if you went with the other decision instead or, um, you know, something, anything along those lines, really, whatever reason it is for, you know, you struggling to make a decision. Um, so yeah, those are the three main ways that I see self-doubt come up, but I'm sure there are other ways as well. Now, quickly, some common causes of self-doubt. This is something that, you know, when thinking about self-doubt, I don't know about you, but I know when I was younger, I was probably a lot more confident than I am now. I probably didn't doubt myself as much because when you're a toddler, you have more confidence. You haven't had all of those life experiences yet that make you start to question yourself and question your abilities and compare yourself to other people and all those different things. So it's you know, so much easier to be confident when you're that young, right? Because you haven't had those bad experiences. Um, And your self-doubt, it could have been formed from the people that you were around growing up. So whether your family members, your parents, the friends you had, um, you know, different experiences in school, maybe you might've been bullied or teased a lot in school or, you know, a variety of other things too. So it's important to realize that you may have less belief in yourself because of something that happened to you earlier on in life, or even it's possible that, let's say you had a bad relationship and, um, I don't know, let's say that the relationship didn't end well and uh, you know your self-worth and you start to doubt yourself and your abilities as a partner. It's possible that you would take that negative um, self-worth and that self-doubt about yourself and apply it to something else in your life, like your job, for instance. So that's an example of how you can like take your self-doubt from one area and apply it to another. And that's very, very common. And you could do that, um, you know, subconsciously without even recognizing that you're doing it. But we've spoken about self-doubt and you know the different causes and whatever. So now let's dive into some big tips that you can use to help you overcome self-doubt in your life. All right, so first, identifying your limiting beliefs. Your limiting beliefs are things that you believe about yourself, whether true or not, that hold you back from doing certain things in life. So your your limiting beliefs, they can be formed from a variety of things, but regardless of what formed those limiting beliefs, it's important that you are aware of them and that you have that self-awareness um, to be aware of what your limiting beliefs are, right? Because it's so much easier to make changes in your life, especially with your mindset, when you know what specific limiting beliefs are holding you back, okay? So that's the first tip. The second one is being your own competition. 
Comparison is truly the thief of joy. And if you're constantly thinking about what other people are doing and how they're succeeding in life, what they're doing and what they, um, I don't know, what business they started after college and, you know, this, that and the other, then you're never going to feel content with yourself and where you are in your journey. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, then you probably haven't seen this post, but I posted about a week ago about how there are so many people, what, 7 billion people or however many it is now in the world. And it's completely unrealistic to expect everyone to do every single thing in life in the same exact order. So there's no reason for you to, you know, feel like you're just so behind in life, right? And that's why... um, I just say that it's so, so important to be your own competition and focus on, um, I guess, being 1% better each day, right? And everyone has a different definition of what success looks like for them. And it's so, so important that you come up with that definition for yourself and your own measure of what success looks like to you in your life. The next tip I have for you, number three, is focusing on internal validation. Who doesn't love to feel reassured by others, right? I don't know about you, but like, you know, when you're working on projects or you want someone's opinion on a design or on emails or, um, I don't know, a painting you did or whatever it may be, right? You're going to, you typically ask, my goodness, my voice sounds so raspy. It's, I'm recording this super early in the morning, by the way. <laughs> but, um, well, where was I? Uh, Yeah. So when you're doing different things like that, you're going to want to get other people's opinions, right? See what they think about it. And of course, it feels good to get that external validation. However, when you focus on external validation so much, and when you only focus on external validation, then you slowly lose faith and trust in your own judgment. And it's going to be harder to make decisions based off of what feels right to you and not other people. So your natural instinct is going to be to get other people's opinions opinions and see if they like it before trusting your own judgment. And that's not good, (laughs) right? So you want to make sure that you focus on internal validation before external validation. But that's not, I'm not trying to deter you from, you know, asking for other people's opinions because they can provide valuable insight, right? So that's that tip. The next tip I have for you is to become aware of your own thoughts. So, or your thoughts in general. And this goes back to what I was saying about self-awareness is key. It is so, so important to be aware of the thoughts that you're thinking throughout the day, especially because I know we've spoken about this. The majority of our thoughts are the same thoughts from the day before, which is so, so crazy. And I'm still mind blown by that. But because most of our thoughts are repeated, it's important to make sure that we're, what we're thinking is, um, or that we're thinking in a way that uplifts and encourages us. And so my challenge for you is to start reframing your thoughts and the beliefs that you have about yourself. Because, um, you know, when you start to think, or actually, no, when you think negatively, my challenge for you is to rephrase the statement you made into a positive affirmation, because this can help you increase your positive self-talk. And I do actually have a free resource for you. It's um, the Abundance Affirmations Guide that I created. And it gives you a list of affirmations. And actually, um, it gives you a list of affirmations. And then there's also a site, um, a, a blog post on my website that gives you a, another list of affirmations. Um, but I encourage you to, to check those out if you want to get started with affirmations or just find new affirmations for yourself. I will put both of those links in the show notes. Or I'll put the link to the blog post in the show notes, and then the blog post also links to the Abundance Affirmations Guide, so you can get it all in one um, right there. But I will put that in the description for you. Um, But yeah, that is that tip for you. 
The next tip is to give yourself grace and to practice self-compassion because it's important to remember that you're only human. So it's completely natural to experience self-doubt, you know, in, in different areas or times in your life because no one's perfect and we all make mistakes throughout life, right? The important thing is that we don't let those past mistakes prevent us from stepping into our calling and to and pursuing our passions and, um, you know, uh, pursuing our goals and different things like that. And so I challenge you to recognize your mistakes, not as failures, but as learning opportunities and as times where you were able to grow, right? Because without that um, quote unquote mistake, then you wouldn't have had that opportunity to learn, right? And remember, you are your own worst critic. If you wouldn't tear down someone else for their mistakes, then why would you tear yourself down for yours? Treat yourself with the same kindness that you would treat other people. If you're not going to tell your best friend, like, oh my goodness, you, I don't know, you slipped up at this and blah, blah, blah. And like, you just destroy them, like, right? Like you, let's say you wouldn't do that to them. Then why are you doing it to yourself? Why are you letting yourself go on and on and on in your mind about how, I don't know, Uh, whether you say that you are worthless or if you say that you are, I don't know, like whatever it is that you say to yourself, you know what it is. Why would you talk to yourself like that if you wouldn't talk like that to your best friend? Okay, so that's that tip for you to practice self-compassion. We only have a couple more. So (laughs) the next tip is to celebrate your past achievements. Something that I've noticed is that many of us don't seem to celebrate or recognize our past achievements or accomplishments or, you know, the small wins because they seem small. And this can lead to feeling like our accomplishments aren't worthy of celebration unless they're like a huge milestone or something. But that's not the case because when you celebrate the small wins, you remind yourself that you have the opportunity to do well in life. And so it's so, so important to make sure that you celebrate your wins and your achievements no matter how big or small. The next tip is to remember that you can change course at any time. You're not a failure just because of one failed attempt or a couple of failed attempts, right? That doesn't define you as a failure. And something I learned from an important mentor is the importance of separating your results from yourself. Sometimes it's not you and it's just the strategy that you're using. So maybe you're uh, working towards a goal in your life, right? And I don't know, let's say that the goal is to lose 10 pounds or something like that. And it's been three months and you haven't made a dent. Don't blame yourself for that. Don't make it like about you and that, oh my gosh, I'm such a um, terrible person. I'm so fat. I'm so overweight. Or Don't, don't say those things to yourself. Practice that self-compassion and recognize that it might not be like, you know, you, It doesn't say something about you and your character. It's more so the strategy that needs to change because if you're doing those like fad diets or if you're, um, you know, whatever the case may be that, you know, it's just the strategy that needs to change. All right. So we have two more um, tips. Okay. So the next one, trust your values and, you know, not just trusting your values, but knowing what your values are, right? And I've said this time and time again, but it's so, so important to know what your values are in life because your values will help you know what you stand for and what's important to you. And um, this can help you when making decisions. Like I mentioned before, right? Like indecisiveness is one of the um, ways that you see self-doubt show up. And one of the negative effects of self-doubt um, 
you know, like I mentioned, struggling to make decisions, knowing and trusting your values, that can help you overcome that because when you know what you stand for, it's going to be easier to make decisions that align with what you stand for, aka your values, right? So that is that tip, trusting your values, knowing what your values are, and, you know, using those to help you make aligned decisions in life. And last but not least, surrounding yourself with positive people. It's true when they say that you are who you surround yourself with. And more importantly, the people that you surround yourself with, they can uplift or discourage you in the different things that you pursue and those endeavors and stuff like that. So make sure that your inner circle and that your friends, your family, the people that you spend the most time with, make sure that they're people that are supportive of you and will remind you of how capable you are. That is so, so important. And before you clock out of this episode, if you head over to um, the show notes on my website for this episode, you'll also see that I put two YouTube videos in there. Um, They're actually TED Talks, and one of them is called Freedom from Self-Doubt, and the other one is How to Eliminate Self-Doubt Forever and the Power of um, something I can't remember. And so if you want to like dive more into self-doubt and more strategies and hearing more about, you know, just what self-doubt is, then I encourage you to head over to that and check out those two videos. I think they're both like 15 minutes each or something like that. I'm not 100% sure. But thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. And, you know, like I mentioned before, self-doubt is a natural part of life. And I'm proud of you for recognizing that you have self-doubt in the first place And, you know, taking that next step to overcome that self-doubt so that you can, um, you know, pursue your passions and your dreams and achieve your goals and different things like that. So again, I'm proud of you and thank you so, so much for supporting my podcast. All right, until next time. Wait, before you exit out of today's episode, would you do me a huge favor and leave a review on Apple or Spotify? It would mean the world to me to see that you're loving this podcast and the episodes that I'm putting out there. And once you're done with that, take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram story or text it to a friend so that others can tune in and discover this podcast too. If you're not already connected with me over on Instagram, I encourage you to follow the Daily Climb podcast to stay up to date on everything going on. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode of the Daily Climb podcast. Thank you.